0: hi everyone welcome to padlock food Talks. <laughs> we're on a special live episode uh in a car driving right to the airport and we're going to talk about airport food
1: <laughs> so airport food what's uh what do you what do you think of when you think of airport food
0: well i think you're always like this uh personal customer you know in an airport
1: i think that sums it up pretty well yeah
0: yeah so they can sell you shit for expensive and that's what they usually do that is what they do yeah so my general opinion is i hate airport food yeah (laughs) you know like there are exceptions but usually it's like that
1: usually it's really really shit
0: but have you had
1: experience of like airport food where you were like wow this is actually really good
0: um I would have to think about it. Yeah, yeah, some, maybe Madrid. I remember like some restaurants. I remember also one of Danny Garcia's places in Malaga. It was also okay. Uh, but not so many, yeah. to be honest. Well, yeah. I've actually
1: had a few. Like, um, I remember going back to Spain, like, after like a long time um, and being in the, I think it was like the Barcelona airport or was it the Madrid airport? But like, and then I went to this like little like airport, bar, and had a piece of tortilla. And it wasn't the best tortilla of my life, obviously, but it was still a tortilla. And I was like, fuck yeah, you know, like no bullshit, like wiener sausage, or like no bullshit, I don't know, just always Burger King, McDonald's. It was just kind of nice because it was like a little uh, sort of like local kind of thing. Um, But I've actually, you know, like I had really good experiences in airports in Asia, like especially, I mean, Tokyo, Tokyo, great. Hong Kong, really nice. Like, there's this, like, um, it's it's not really a fast food chain, but it's kind of like a chain. And they do, like, um, breakfast stuff. So they do, like, tea and especially dim sums. And, you know, like, um, the lotus leaf with the steamed glutinous rice and stuff like that. And you can buy these, like, little trays of, like, kits. So you, like, choose a kit. Uh, you get a soup. You get a tea. You get, like, um, a dim sum or, like, whatever. And it's, like, That soup. sounds amazing. And it was super nice. Nice. And, Eight o'clock in the morning, like, steamed glutinous rice and a bit of tea, like, gets you going way more than, like, a shitty power of chocolat and, like, a crap coffee, you know?
0: I remember having a super good New York pizza. It was, like, a Brooklyn pizza company in New York. And, and that was really nice, you know? Like, uh, charcoal oven mm-hmm. in the airport. Yeah, that was super nice as well.
1: Oh, uh, you know, also one thing is, like, I'm a big fan of, like, far food restaurants, you know, like... Um, yeah, at chains. Yeah, questionable. But I'm a f- I'm, you know, outspoken fan of Raisin Cane's. Okay. You know Raisin Cane's? No. There's a fried chicken um fast food chain from the States. And when I was um living in the in the Emirates, um I used to often fly over uh over Abu Dhabi and they had a Raisin Cane's there. And the thing with Raisin Cane's is that it's always like whenever I get it, like it was I th- the first time I had it, I thought it was because it was in the States and it was right in the morning. It's piping hot, it's super fresh, and it's super delicious. But there it was the same in Abu Dhabi. I had it twi- twice, and it's sort of like super crispy, piping hot chicken, and it's just super good. I actually know that they brine their chicken in like a, um, like a salt brine with a little bit of MSG in it. So, um, <laughs> the good stuff. <laughs> so that, that helps, but it's just always really good, you know?
0: What about airplane food? Like, have you had, like nice experiences? Not really. I feel like
1: like airplane food is just like it's it's just bound to be shit, you know. Like um, like how are you supposed to make it good? It shouldn't really be that difficult to make it good, right? Like cook like a nice like beef stew, like a beef bourguignon.
0: I mean, I I think you you're uh, underestimating the whole catering process to put food on a plane. Like yeah. I I went once to to the headquarters of Do and Co, which is I would say the best catering company for airplanes in the world. Uh, well, not, not their headquarters because they're, they're Turkish Austrians, the company itself. But I went there to the headquarters in Madrid, so it was like this place. Imagine a place uh, like the size of ten football fields, yeah. you know. Uh, and this was a kitchen, man. Well, like with hundreds of workers, it was more like a factory, you know. Uh, so there, there was the, like assembly lines where you would see. Like normal untrained people just assembling salads and stuff, you know, like building a nice caprese, putting the slices uh, uh, properly. And then for me, the interesting part was the um, the place where where the actual chefs would work. And how do you how do you say chupa in English? Oh,
1: uh, well, I don't actually know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's basically like a, imagine like a big square. Sort of machine that's basically one big frying pan slash mm-hmm. stewing pot where you can cook like hundreds of liters at the same time. Exactly. Of sort of like stuff. Yeah, you, you
0: can stew like let's say a, a, a half a ton of goulash yeah. in one of those machines, right? Yes. Uh, so it was funny because on one side you saw like factory workers, you know, like, like ladies just assembling salads, and on the other side it was these machines, and they were all. All tattoo chairs with neck tattoos, and you know, like, <laughs> you could tell they came, like, from hard from kitchens and they, they were cooking, you know, like, 500 liters of demi-glass. Or imagine how to do that, you know? Yeah, like, yeah.
1: Uh, that's pretty cool, actually. Yeah. I, I think, I, I like a kipper, whatever that's called, <laughs> I think it's a really underrated uh, piece mm-hmm. of equipment. Yeah. Because, like nowadays, they're like so precise. Like you yeah. can like simmer things at a perfect temperature and stuff like that. It's really really cool.
0: Yeah, and, and and also they're multifunctional. You can use the same machines to to steam, to fry, to pan fry, to stew, yeah. like to completely different things in the same pot. You know, like yeah, you can actually run a restaurant with you, with just one of those machines for sure. Yeah. yeah. If you're smart enough to do that.
1: True. If you're smart enough. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Did you used to take like? Um, Food uh, on airplanes? Like pack your own lunches
0: and stuff. Uh, not really, not really. Because uh, I mean, for me, the the airplane food is not good. But I mean, it's edible. You know, like I go for a, that sometimes. there's pasta with cheese. Okay, you, you can't go wrong with that. Yeah. You
1: know? Like, well, you but, can.
0: <laughs> but I mean, the, the whole operation. Going back to the, to this place because then you everything was cold there yeah. so they would assemble everything put it on the trolleys then these trolleys go to the plane and they start hitting them like i think like half an hour before so the, the that everything is hot at the moment you know not delivering like for 200 people. and actually something i learned that is interesting is that uh the how do you say aremosas the stewards uh, yeah. the stewards on the plane they're not just uh, servers they're all also officials you know like they, they can uh, put you handcuffs and put you in jail because, you know, they're the people that, in that jurisdiction, mm-hmm. micro-jurisdiction, which is a plane, they're, they're responsible, first of all, of your life and, and that nothing happens to you, and everything else is secondary, you mm-hmm. know, like food and all that, like, you know? Like, yeah. so, so it's kind of like, like a tricky role they have, you know, because yeah. uh, towards the public they look like stewards, but they're actually much more than that.
1: Yeah, for sure. I often feel like that when, like, People get upset when it's kind of like... You know, when they go through the aisles and they're sort of like... Uh, Please put your seatbelt on. And then some people are just like, oh, fuck these guys. And then they stop and they're sort of like... Sir, I really need you to put your seatbelt on. You know? Exactly. And then people it's get upset joke. by that. And yeah. it's like... Like they feel like they're just like a waiter or something. you know Exactly. exactly. And it's like, no, no, no. Like you're you're in my house. You exactly. Know? <laughs> this, is
0: my, this is my house. <laughs> I'm the sheriff. Yeah, exactly. It's like that. Uh, so um, but going back to food, what about uh, bringing food to the plane? Like I
1: lately in these like last couple of years i've been really bad at doing that but also because i've been living for the last couple of years in like arab countries and sort of like asia and there i was kind of like you know like going to singapore airport i was like looking forward to eating airplanes uh, like airport food because it's like a whole hawker mark uh, market in singapore you know?
0: i'm going to singapore next Saturday, man for yeah. 10
1: days yeah so like be careful what you eat <laughs>
0: Do you have I, any recommendations man, to eat in Singapore?
1: Yeah, in, in Singapore, no. Because I wasn't in Singapore. I was just at the airport. Okay. Um, go to the butterfly garden. It's very beautiful in the airport. In the
0: airport? In uh, the airport. Ah, it's a butterfly garden. Uh-huh. But not a place you to eat.
1: You, I mean, can you eat butterflies? You can eat butterflies. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how they would feel about you eating the butterflies. Okay. Like, <laughs> taste, taste a little crunchy, <laughs> self-delivered snacks. Okay. Um, but you can eat laksa. You can eat what else do they have? Like mm-hmm. um, yeah, I don't know. Um, but even like places like Burger King, I feel like they're just kind of better in these like Asian countries, you know, because they have like spicy options and bond. And like, it's like kind of like more fresh and more hot, I feel like.
0: Yeah, I don't want to name yeah. any of this big, big chains, but that's actually my go-to options in airports, you know, because yeah. uh, you, know what it is. you know what to get, you will get what you know you will get and that's it, you know?
1: Yeah, but I used to be much better with like bringing food to the airplane, especially sort of like fruit or something like that, you know, just like a little bit of like cut up fruit. Yeah, Um, or like even just like a nice sandwich you know Yeah, Um, it it makes a big difference actually and it just feels really good it doesn't matter what shitty crappy cheap airline you're flying if you bring out your little box of like cut fruit and like your little sort of rye bread and brie sandwich with a little bit of like thick compote you know like everybody else just looks like at you like you know they're plebs and you're (laughs) you're just just a little bit better than them
0: (laughs) You can show up, you know, like yeah, yeah exactly. You you, you, yeah, you have this moment where you
1: just pack it out and you look at the fucking, you know, um, and you look at the like stinking mess of like chicken and mushroom sauce, <laughs> and you're just like, uh, you enjoying that? <laughs> you like Is that nice? Yeah, no, uh, that sucks. See, I'm an adult who has their shit together, so I pack my own lunch. I think the most
0: iconic person bringing airplane food was probably Hannibal Lecter. Is that a real person? Really? No, not,
1: really, it's, not <laughs> it's not a real person. No, I don't think so.
0: No. I hope not. But what what, what did he used to bring to, to airplanes? Man, there's this
1: super cool scene where, um, I think it's in the second movie, where he dissects the guy's brain and fries it in, like, caper butter. And then there's, like, he escapes, basically, and then... Uh, He is on the airplane he packs out this like really beautifully packed lunch with like a little bit of brain. And there's this like, I think it's like this little Asian boy who's kind of like peeking at him and then like starts talking to him. And he's sort of like, what's that? What's that? What do you have there? And Hannibal's like, uh, Dr. uh, Lecter is like, oh, you wouldn't like that, you know? (laughs) And the boy's like, "Mm no. And he's like, would you like to try some? (laughs) And the boy's like, yeah. And then he gives him something to try and he's like, is that tasty? And the boy's like, mm-hmm. And he's like, you're a special little boy.
0: Yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> this It's an amazing scene. The Hannibal movies are really good.
0: Right? You know, the, the, the mm-hmm. I don't think if i mentioned this before in the podcast, but the Hannibal series, uh, was uh, the con- consultant chef was Jose Andres. Did we talk about this? Probably not. Man,
1: he, d- he does fucking everything.
0: Did uh, like, I peel
1: strawberries in the series? <laughs> or <laughs>
0: but I mean it's super cool to have a chef like I mean and it has to be like a super fun thing to do you know like oh,
1: for sure. oh I have
0: to imagine you know like carnival yeah. recipes
1: but that's the show with Matt Mickelson right like uh,
0: I never yeah. saw the, the show but I've
1: never seen the show either But people rave about it yeah.
0: yeah and uh, well I, I guess uh, the food scenes have to be interesting if there were yeah for sure you know like developed by Jose Andres yeah I also know that, that the food scenes from Ratatouille were developed by Thomas Keller
1: Thomas Keller yeah but yeah. you can really tell
0: yeah yeah also the that the ratatouille the iconic ratatouille that's thomas keller you know like yeah,
1: oldest style but that's yeah. like i mean you know like it's iconic you know that's kind of why i don't know why but like thomas Keller's style just has this certain magic about it
0: yeah and it's super simple right super simple it, it's kind of even hard to to identify what it has to be because everything is very you know like built with blocks and very simple like Bam, sauce, protein, topping, that's it. I think
1: he's the only chef who can put like a chive tip on top of a dish, like a single chive tip, and it's kind of cool. Yeah. If anybody else would do that, you'd be like, what the fuck are you doing? (laughs) (laughs) Just just stop.
0: (laughs) Well, and and also going back to this uh, catering company I was talking about, they're also the ones that that they they have met. I mean, like most major airlines are their clients. And one of their clients uh, is uh, Emirates. Yeah, it's probably the the airline with the most expensive flights in the world, and yeah. they have chefs on board. So they, they have like eight hundred chefs on their on their staff to put chefs on board for Emirates. You know, like oh, really? Yeah.
1: Oh wow, I didn't know that. For I the
0: first class, uh, there is a chef that, I don't know what they do.
1: Like, I used to fly Emirates like a lot of the times, and it was like by far like the best service I've ever had. So what are you going to eat today?
0: No idea, man. I'm super pissed off with my airline. They, they just fucked my flight. You, so. You're
1: just, you're just uh, nurtured by anger and rage yes, right Yes, yes.
0: I'm, I'm just rehearsing what to tell them once I arrive to the airport.
1: <laughs> and then you're just going to get a burger and just eat it really angrily.
0: It's <laughs> <laughs> <Just laughs> While <laughs> I talk to them. <laughs> Spray.
1: Spray. <laughs> That's it for this week's episode of Potluck Food Talks. If you like what we're doing, make sure to subscribe to the podcast so you never miss an episode. You can also find us on Instagram and TikTok as Potluck Food Talks. The show airs every Monday.